Welcome to the Digital Workflow Dentistry Podcast Series. We help dentists adapt, adopt, and advance in the world of dental technology. For more information about upcoming lectures, webinars, and podcasts, please go to our website, www.digitalworkflowdentist.com, and Instagram at Digital Workflow Dentistry. They say that eyes are the window to your soul. Let Legend Graphics provide you visually stunning art prints, canvas photo prints, banners, and so much more. Whether it's for your home, team, or business, we can create a design for you virtually. Visit www.legendgrafix.com. Good morning, dental internet world. My name is Dr. Vishal Sharma, along with my colleague, Dr. Mike Parchewski. You're listening to our podcast, Digital Workflow Dentistry, where we discuss dental technology and its clinical applications. Good afternoon, Mike. How have you been? Well, good afternoon to you, Vishal, and all of our listeners. I've been doing pretty well. Uh, we're in the midst of a province-wide uh, mandated COVID-19 reopening. That's a bit of a mouthful, uh, which basically means we're preparing post-COVID here for our office to start opening and get in the process of preparing for that. So what does that preparation look like for you guys? Well, we're obtaining more PPE, testing our PPE, testing the fit of the PPE, ensuring that we schedule our patients enough apart so that uh, they're not going to be in proximity of each other. Uh, admittedly, it's kind of a tedious uh, fashion here, but you know, I'm excited to get back to dentistry. Yeah, we're in the midst of the same in our offices right now. And of course, one of the advantages that you and I have in our clinics is that we have closed operatory. So Obviously, that will isolate when we're generating aerosol from uh, certain procedures. Speaking of, uh, what's your absolute favorite aerosol generating procedure, Mike? Well, I've never heard it uh, quite described that way, but I guess we have to get used to that. Uh, but I would say for me, one of the favorite procedures would be doing a CRAC in the idea of the single visit dentistry. Well, great. That's that's fitting and uh, also a bit of a relief because that's actually our topic of discussion for well, today. There you go. That's a not much of a coincidence. <laughs> now, uh, Vish, you've been um, lecturing on this topic um, pretty much internationally for a lot of the big vendors and a lot of the big suppliers. And so this is kind of your forte here. Now, explain to those who have, doesn't, don't have much experience with a single visit dentistry uh, explain to them what that involves. Well, Mike, essentially we're utilizing a high-resolution intraoral scanner to capture the prepared teeth. So essentially we're taking a digital impression. Now this digital impression will, of course, show up as a virtual or digital model on our computer. And using ever-improving software from Densply Serona, we then design restorations to fit or seat onto these prepared teeth. Okay, so we've scanned the prep teeth, mm -hmm. we designed a crown, inlay or onlay. Uh, this software enables us to digitally create precise proximal contacts and very accurate occlusion. Then what's next? So as you've explained, we now have designed a restoration on the computer that has precise marginal interproximal occlusal contacts. Uh, the computer will then communicate this information to a milling chamber. And depending on your material that you've chosen, under high water pressure using diamond burrs, the milling chamber will accurately mill from a small porcelain block the exact design that you've just created on the computer from that digital scan. Now, would that be done with either traditional glass ceramic or resin blocks? Yeah, you're correct. It could be done with either. But uh, as you know, of course, we now have the capacity to mill zirconia. 
Okay. And zirconia, that's milled with the carbide burrs and can be dry milled. And then, but the difference is you'd be using a sintering cycle on that one. Yeah, of course. It's fabricated in the same machine. It's milled using different burrs. Uh, and as you mentioned, just the uh, finalization process is a bit different. Okay, Vishal. So we've milled out these restorations, either a traditional glass ceramic like Emacs or Seltra, a resin material such as Z100, or even, as you've mentioned, the zirconia. What are we up to next? So it's dependent on the material you've chosen, of course, Mike. Uh, if we're using material that requires firing or sintering, as you mentioned, in an oven to fully process, we need to place it in that corresponding oven. Emacs, zirconia, they fall into this category. If we're using a resin block or a hybrid material such as lava or enamic, they're both already processed. They're at their full strength and as such, they're ready to seat or to bond. Well, that's a good overview. And just uh, to for our listeners to know that in a future podcast, we're going to go into bonding, our bonding preferences, cementation choices, talking about the difference between bonding of the different materials, um, really get into the pearls that uh, can help with bonding in your office. Um, but now let's go back to what we're talking about here. Walk us through the advantages of delivering an indirect restoration in one appointment, or as we call it, single visit dentistry. Well, the major advantage, as the name clearly suggests, of course, is that there's no need for a second appointment to see the restoration. So what this essentially means is that we are not taking an impression. So a digital impression is a major improvement over PVS when it comes to patient comfort. There's no lab turnaround time, which would typically be from seven to 14 days, at which point the patient is, of course, in a temporarily cemented restoration. What are the drawbacks or disadvantages of a temporary crown, like you mentioned, despite the fact, of course, that the name implies it's temporary? Well, of course, you've been doing CEREC dentistry for a number of years, Mike. So as you know, temporary restorations have a very useful place in dentistry. We'll continue to need them for some time in some capacity, uh, especially in larger multi-unit cases. They allow us to preview aesthetics. They enable us to confirm a new occlusal scheme to ensure that it's comfortable and stable for a patient, typically when we're doing more complex uh, rehabilitations. And of course, they're needed in any capacity when we're using a lab technician to create those restorations. So yeah, so in my practice, and I know yours as well, that would be when we're dealing with multiple veneer cases, full mouth rehab, complex implant cases where we need custom abutments, or whether we're using some sort of titanium involved with those implant products. Yeah, exactly. And so back to your question on the drawbacks of temporaries, and this really speaks to what I see are the major benefits of doing single visit dentistry. So post-operative sensitivity and the risk of root canal in my practice, and I know in conversation with you and yours as well, has gone down significantly because we're seeding the freshly prepped dentin in the same day. So regardless of how fantastic our temporaries are, especially around a single tooth where we're using temporary cement and certainly a weaker material than the final restoration, there's gonna be a greater chance of micro leakage during chewing. There's gonna be some lateral movement because that restoration is seeded with temporary cement. So this all increases the chance of dentinal sensitivity and pulpal trauma. So in essence, if we can bond or cement the crown permanently on day one, this allows the dentin or really the pulp to begin to heal immediately. If we have to have the patient come back for a second visit, we will likely re-aggravate the tooth or to some extent when we remove the temporary crown, that can be also be uh, irritational to the pulp. And then we have to still permanently cement it and seed it at this time. Yeah, exactly. You know, seeding a permanent restoration on the same day that we prep allows for decreased post-operative sensitivity 
and improved healing of the pulp. And this is, of course, is beneficial not only from a short-term perspective because it's more comfortable for the patient. They don't have to go through a potential second uh, anesthetic appointment. They don't have to have that temporary crown removed. So it's all beneficial from a short-term perspective, but from a long-term perspective, it reduces the risk of root canal. Yeah, and I, I'll have to say that it's been, you know, the biggest drop in root canals I can see is is the advent of the single-visit dentistry. Um, what other significant drawbacks to temporaries, you know, you can talk about maybe in regards to prep design? Yeah, so Mike, uh, in dental school, we are all taught to prep teeth for retention form. And the reason for this is that traditional crown and bridge dentistry historically involves non-bonded, gold-cemented restorations using zinc phosphate or a comparable cement. So what this entails is appropriate axial length. You're going to need six degrees of taper. So is this where we have to get out like a really small protractor to measure that? <laughs> yeah, yeah exa exactly. So with your small protractor, what this axial length, uh, axial wall length meant is that we would essentially remove all of the enamel from the tooth and we'd prep for a full coverage crown. So fast forward a few decades, zinc phosphate, gold crowns are not that common anymore, but we're still prepping the same way. And the reason for that is a temporary crown requires the same retentive preparation to stay on for the 14 days until that permanent restoration comes back from the lab. So in essence, we're preparing the tooth the same way we used to when there was no such thing as bonding. So we're possibly unnecessarily removing health tooth structure, specifically enamel, that could be advantageous for us to keep. Exactly. And now with single visit dentistry, we don't have to worry about prepping the tooth to ensure that a non-bonded temporary crown stays on for the next week or two. We can prep that tooth by removing the decay, the old restoration, any part of the tooth that is physically compromised or prone to fracturing. So we're preparing that final restoration to best last for the next 10 or hopefully 20 years, not so that a temporary crown can stay on for the next seven days. And, you know, you mentioned preservation of enamel. Can you give us an explanation as to why that's so important? Sure, I'd be happy to. When bonding a restoration, we all know that enamel bond is stronger and longer lasting than a dentin bond. That difference is magnified significantly when we compare enamel to a deep dentin bond or a stained dentin bonded area like under an old amalgam. So if we can keep the enamel, the interaction between the restoration and the tooth is stronger and less susceptible to leakage at the margin. You know, of course, this preservation of enamel will likely entail a modification, Mike, of the traditional crown prep that removes all that axial enamel. And so with single visit dentistry, we can maintain a significant supragingival portion of the buccal and lingual axial walls. So we're keeping a lot of the enamel and healthy enamel is really effective to bond to. So what this means is that we put a reliance on the strength and longevity of enamel bonding. And you and I both know that it's very strong, it's very durable, and highly predictable. So this works effectively for a permanent restoration, and current methodology is preferable in the vast majority of scenarios, Mike. But a temporary crown, it's rarely bonded, so it relies on the removal of otherwise healthy and functional buccal or lingual enamel to ensure that that temporary crown is mechanically retentive for the next two weeks. And obviously this applies only to a tooth that does not have an existing crown that we're replacing. Yes, so unfortunately uh, the enamel's already gone uh, and there's no amount of sheltering in place or hydroquinone that's gonna uh, enable it to grow back. <laughs> so in summary, one of the major benefits in single visit dentistry is related to patient comfort. 
both in the short term and also for the long-term health of the pulp. A second benefit is related to the actual restoration and the ability to prep the tooth conservatively and save healthy enamel to bond to. Now, can you summarize some of the other benefits? Yeah, I'm happy to. So with Cerex Single Visit Dentistry, we no longer need impression material, the trays or the temporary crown material associated with that. So there's a patient comfort aspect here, obviously, uh, but there's also a cost-saving aspect in not having to stock those materials. So patients no longer need to go with the temporary crown, of course. So where we were concerned about it, you know, falling off at an inopportune time, uh, we're no longer concerned about that aspect. I'm not quite sure there actually is an opportune time for a temp to fall off. No. Uh, well, unless they're walking into the operatory to have that permanent uh, restoration seated, that would be an opportune okay, time. You, but you got me there. So, you know, back to the, the absence or lack of temporary crowns. Uh, there's no concern of it falling off at an opportune or inopportune time. Uh, no instructions need to be given to the patient to not floss around that temporary, which of course would lead to inflamed gum tissues when seating it. Uh, and therefore complicate that aspect. Of course, the tooth begins to heal immediately. It's not subjected to microleakage, as I discussed before, while it has a temp on. Uh, there's no further trauma or irritation when we're removing that temporary and then reseating the permanent. And by cementing and bonding it at that visit, uh, the dentin just starts to heal immediately. You know, one other aspect that can be beneficial, of course, with completing that in a single visit, Mike, is we're gonna have a lot more COVID-19 PPE requirements placed upon us. So that secondary visit where we're you know, putting on and, and removing extra PPE and, and subjecting the patient to that environment as well, finishing that in one visit, of course, has some advantages just from that perspective as well. Yeah, and I think um, you know, also to touch on um, an important aspect you mentioned was the gums and the gingival health. Um, I do agree. Like we all have those cases where we do take off an old crown that's leaking around the margins and you spend all this time, uh, with maybe with cord, laser, Traxident, all these different products to get those gums isolated and you spend all that work and then you're going to go ahead and put a tamp in there, bring them back in a week when those gums have all grown in or are all inflamed and, and bleeding. So one of the, it has to be one of the hugest advantages that I have experienced is that, you know, we've done all that work to get this isolated on these difficult replacements, you know, upper seven. And then now it's, we can get the crown permanently in before we have to redo and go back and do that all at the at the next visit. So yeah, I think that's a great one. And for COVID, of course, it's gonna be fabulous because imagine the costs and the time that are involved in swapping the room out. You know, patient comes back for a cementation, as simple as that is, we are gonna still need to probably do some bite adjusting when it comes back from the lab. So now you're donning the whole PPE thing again, whereas you could have it all done in one shot, one set of PPE, um, way more cost effective and, and obviously way more time effective. Now we've talked about these advantages, um, you know, for scheduling and, and, and it's way more convenient to the patient. Um, but typically, you know, I know you're a guru and you teach this uh, heavily. And so you've got these time, you know, f you know, time management down. I'm, I'm not quite at the same level, but, um, how long typically does it take you to do one of these restorations? Well, don't let my ever elongating beard uh, fool you. I, I'm certainly not a guru. And when it comes to yoga teachings, not particularly flexible, but I, I do appreciate the shout out there. So with PrimeScan, of course, which you have and the MCXL, we were booking about 90 minutes for Emacs or for zirconia restoration. Obviously your systems have to be pretty uh, tied down in place to get to that. 
you can stretch out a little bit, but 90 minutes is certainly doable, Mike. With the introduction of the new Prime Mill, we're actually going to be much closer to a 60-minute appointment time from start to finish. 60 minutes. That's pretty incredible. To give you an idea, we've been talking for about 20 minutes, and we're not even close to fabricating anything. <laughs> well, yes, that, that is very true. But uh, what is also true is that uh, with uh, PrimeScan and PrimeMill, it's a very impressive workflow. And the PrimeScan uh, camera, of course, captures and renders that data very quickly. Uh, the latest software that, that you and I both have will automatically find and mark your margin and it's going to give you an accurate restoration proposal with much fewer adjustments required, not only on the computer screen, but even once that restoration is cemented. So this speeds up the process considerably from past versions of the hardware. And now with the advent of PrimeMill, we're now also looking at milling times, Mike, of around six minutes. Well, that's pretty incredible to be able to mill a crown in six minutes. Yeah, and keep in mind the software from Densply Sorna continues to improve. It's constantly evolving. So we're looking at those times even decreasing even more in the future. And speaking of, join us for our future podcast where we will be discussing digital dental exams. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Dr. Vishal Sharma, for joining. And thanks for being here. Make sure you subscribe below and everybody stay well. And good luck to all the dentists that are getting back to work out there.